Okay, episode 55, a brand new year of the Racing News podcast. Kyle, um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Same Year. Same to you, mate. Yep. We've made a very, very quick start to this year. Um, we were just looking through some results, trying to find the quickest times from this year. Still thinking it was 2021, and this year's only two days old. So, yeah, if you're lucky enough to be on the leaderboard for any of the Strava crowns, just go through and filter by this year only, and you'll fly right to the very top. You might even be the only person on each segment. So, um, Kyle, take us through it. How's your Christmas and New Year been? Let's do presents. You mentioned presents off air. Yeah. What'd you get? Well, we always talk about our what we would love for Christmas and all these running yep. things, and we want to drop hints to our partners and everything. And for the first time in, I reckon, nearly a decade, I got zero running-related presents, and every present was golf-related. So oh. I was very happy, very, very happy with that. So now I've just got to actually get good enough at golf to do all the gear justice. Uh, is, that, yeah. um, is that Caitlin pushing you into retirement? Because if, if it is, well done, Caitlin. On behalf of every runner on the Gold Coast in Southeast Queensland, <laughs> keep up that good work. Well, it might, it, it, yeah, it probably is because the same day that I got those presents and all these golf things was the same day that I posted our Christmas run that I did with Rennie, Jack, and Costa. Yep. And I'll read out Caitlin's lovely comment for me. So we went for a run Christmas morning. Caitlin had to work, so I was like, I'll go down and run with run with those guys. Yep. And we went down and went for a run, and I posted a photo afterwards because and we all love grabbing a good photo after we go for a run. So I posted a photo afterwards on the run and within about half an hour of me posting this run, which was a photo and just because it was very hot, none of us had shirts on. Um, yep. And she commented, is this the beginnings of a dad bod? That was the same day <laughs> that she bought me no running gear and golf gear. So yes, yep. probably is pushing me into retirement. I had Brilliant. no comeback for that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was my Christmas. Lots of golf gear, no running gear and still no good at golf. So yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Any rounds that was in on Christmas? Anything? Anything? Uh, yes, Anything? there was a round not long after Christmas, and game has not improved at all, I can report. Okay, so, so we'll see what happens. I don't the know gear, what happens the to gear it. hasn't helped so far. No, we'll well, I don't know what happens I'll to a golfing game updated. when you become a father. I don't know if it improves or whether it doesn't improve. but oh, we'll, surely we'll, it improves. We'll, we'll watch this space with interest. We're going to see what happens to um, to very, very good amateur runners, and we're going to see what happens to, I don't know, are you an average amateur golfer? Are you above Let's average? go with that. Let's go with that. Okay. Let's go with the least average. And how's your yeah, Christmas right. time? What did you get? Any running related things? Uh, nothing running related. We uh, <laughs> Teresa and I have a bit of a, a, bit of a tradition that we we buy each other a Christmas gift on on tw- the twenty fourth, which is the German Christmas, and then we also have Christmas gifts on the twenty fifth. And we managed to buy each other the same Christmas gift on the twenty fourth. And then when we opened our presents on the twenty fifth, we bought each other the same Christmas present on the twenty fifth, which is one of those you know those little portable boombox kind of things. Um, so yeah, so. <laughs> We pretty much well done. Have, well done. Have have double the presents that we need at the moment. But no, it was good. It was good. Lots of uh, lots of good food. Uh, no backyard cricket, which was a bit of a disappointment on Christmas Day. That's something I think I do remember. I was about ninety two, not out from last year's Christmas, so I was oh, looking yeah, to push yeah. on and make a hundred. Sure, but, um, I'm sure. But rain. The weather wasn't the year. weather wasn't kind this year. We had a bit of a rough a rough Christmas weather. But anyway, but I do like. The, the, I mean, the Christmas tradition, um, getting to the beach, is awesome, isn't it? That's yeah. so so good. So we got down there on Christmas morning as well and, you know, just put the put the feet in the ocean, went for a bit of a beach walk and, yeah, it'd be nice to go for a bit of a jog like you did. But, but yeah, Christmas Day jogs, it's just a bonus one, isn't it? It was brilliant. I ran the whole run in my Santa hat and it was probably the hottest run I've had all year. Jack and I both yeah. wore Santa hats and it probably wasn't a good idea considering how warm it was. And then I managed to get myself extremely sunburnt Christmas morning. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't out there for that long, but I was absolutely roasted. I feel like I was well, sizzling for the next two days. 
Surely someone would have been more sunburnt than you. you can, well, that's you can what sm- I thought. You could smell the but skin burning on us. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Um, and you always think when you go out Christmas Day for a, a run, you think, you know what, I'm, I'm sneaking one in here. I'm getting ahead of people. Like, I really am. And then you, you jump on Strava or the next day or whatever, and you realise people have done twice as far as you, or they've done park run Christmas Day, or they've, they've climbed a mountain somewhere, and you think... Gone are the days where you think that's my you just got to get off Strava over Christmas just because no matter what you do, someone's doing more. Um, well, I thought so. the same thing, same thing New Year's Day. I thought, well, get out and yeah. I did an hour run New Year's Day morning. I thought, how inspirational, like how good is this? And I opened Strava before I'd even started the run at about five o'clock <laughs> and Ryan Crawford had done 50 kilometers oh, yeah. <laughs> up on the Sunshine Coast and he started at midnight. And I just thought, oh, what's my hour? Well, like, what am I doing? I- what am I doing? I had a question about that because he started at like twenty three fifty five or something. So I wonder if that puts it that, into yes. last year's total or whether that adds. I it think into it would. Year. I actually had the same thought, and I thought surely you just start running and then just press start on your watch at twelve oh one. But yeah, I reckon it probably went to last year's results. But I don't know because because if you've done fifty k, that's a that's a hundred k turnaround, isn't it? If you put that in the wrong gear, like you could push yourself. You know, you've got to look at yearly totals. Those things matter. So uh, Christmas was a non-running, non-Christmas non, uh, present sort of time for you and I. So uh, New Year's, you uh, you had quite an eventful evening by all accounts. I wasn't at the New Year's Eve, uh, resolution run this year, but um, the weather held out. So we can probably go into that now, can't we? Because it's really the only race that's on at this time of year, apart from sort of Christmas Day park runs and things like that. But so the weather was threatening to really ruin this one. Um, but tell us, what was it like? Was it was a bit of cloud around, a bit of drizzle? Yeah, well, it was one of those ones that I wasn't actually going to be there, and it was the night of the 30th, and I thought, I've got nothing on tomorrow night. Like, yeah. I may as well go down and have a run. So I entered the night before and thought, I'm going down to have a run. Why not? Um, and, yeah, it didn't – I remember odd day. I had to work a couple of hours during the day, and the rain – it rained pretty much most of the day, and I thought, oh, this could be a very interesting, very interesting afternoon. And then it somewhat cleared up a little bit, and I thought, oh, we've got to run on the golf course for half of this. Yeah. It's going to be wet and muddy, but – Luckily, before the race and up until the race happened, the weather gods were kind and it didn't really rain on us too much. But I can tell you that pretty much as soon as we started, I was praying for rain because of how hot and humid it was most of so the was way on, that we were going around it. Was it on the paths or was it actually on the course itself? Uh, the, the first probably four and a half K were mainly on the course. There was a few paths in there, but you mainly run around on the grass. Like it's lovely grass oh, really? to run on, but you're still running on grass. It kind of feels like you're doing cross country again, trying not to stand yeah. in little holes um yeah but yeah you're on the grass for the first oh, four four and a half k's and then you head up under the uh under the road over around to the emerald lake side and you do a little big out and back around the the lake there and it yep. was good i'd never actually done the event before but you know had a really good feel to it we went and watched all the kids races go off first and then running around and having a great time and and then we headed off about five o'clock and it was good it was a great event we got the fireworks afterwards luckily the rain held off for the fireworks so we got to sit down and enjoy the fireworks and there was music and yeah we had a great had a great night and probably left there about eight o'clock and in, in bed before nine o'clock. So that was <laughs> that, that was the extent of my New Year's Eve. Yeah, real, I'm hearing, real big night. Again, I'm hearing retirement bells here. This is brilliant. This is exactly what I'm just what practicing for next year. I'm going to be a family man next year so that I'll get to the resolution run. I was watching the pram run happen and I thought that could be really good for next year. We've got my eyes okay. on that. The kids race in bed by 8.30. It was good. Good, good practice See, run. We were later on in this podcast. We're going to get round to predictions, and what I should have—I realise now—I should have done is I needed you to make some predictions about things that aren't going to change from May onwards, because that would be the real entertaining thing. And so you're saying you're going to be at the resolution run? Let's see how that goes. I think you could plan that out, and it might change at five o'clock in the afternoon on that day. But now, um, I did notice when I saw a photo um, 
from the start line that you were there with Luke, both in your North singlets. Now, yes, what was the what was the aim of going into this race there? Because without Luke there, you could probably have cruised it and tempoed it and won it. But suddenly you put Luke there, and it becomes a race, doesn't it? Or almost a race in two. So, well, so this is what, kind of Luke's race because he's done it the last I think four years or however. Every he's done every single one, yeah, and he won it's his it a race year. of the year, isn't he? It, it's I mean, his a race. It's the one you know. He said to me, he's like, the reason I'm going is I need another result for the track season next year. So Brian <laughs> Chapman could call out my result as the defending yep. champion once again. Yeah. So he, I knew he was doing it, and I thought I'll do it, and then. Pretty much rightly up to it, I assumed we were just going to do this. We're going to run this together and use it as a bit of a you know solid hit out, but not do anything silly. Just considering we've both had kind of like down weeks leading into this and haven't really been doing anything specific for this kind of race. So the plan was just yeah. to to go into it, but again at the same time, I had no idea whether we were just going to get really competitive and it'd get to the last three or four k's and next minute it'd be on. We'd go quiet and, and race each other. Yep. So we ended up running together. That was the spoiler of the show we, we we ran together and it was it was kind of bizarre to i know i reckon last year i had a go at people finishing crossing the line together <laughs> in hand-holding moments and how yeah. terrible that is and you're in a race and just race yeah and I, I could just hear those words ringing in my head for the last like three k's like oh, you can't cross the line just jogging over together like what am i doing and then i said to luke oh we're just going to run this in together he said yep i said okay we'll, we'll do that but it was really bizarre then just turning down the finish shoot and just jogging in together it was and were people heckling you feeling. was it people yelling like sprint like come on put some effort <laughs> oh, in. there probably like, was i wasn't even concentrating at that point i bet you there was i can guarantee there was i think the person that was the most disappointed was travis island who was the sponsor run down under was the sponsor <laughs> of the 12k i think he said he wanted <laughs> yeah. a refund on his money because he didn't want to he didn't want to tie he wanted to race fair um, enough too but which, um, which is fair enough. But I think technically if we if we do look at the time splits, I'll give Luke credit. I think he got me by about uh, 0.13 of a second, I think it was, on the timing, Matt. So well, technically we can go his on name, results, can't his name is above me on the results. So it does have him as number one and me at number two. Yes, yeah, so 42.58 for Luke there. Uh, yourself, 42.58 as well. So, And then um, Cameron Sace in third, 46.20. In uh, the female results, then uh, Maddie Roberts forty seven oh seven, Jackie Swindale fifty twenty five, and Erin Robertson there fifty one oh four. That um, puts her in good stead for the year to come. That might be a name that hopefully is popping up a bit this year. It was the good. good thing for Luke is that when you two are old and grey and dementia is set in and you can't remember races from here nor everywhere, people will just say, "We'll just go to the results page." And then they'll see. And Luke will be, it must have been a sprint finish. Yeah, no, I think I got you that day because all the races will just morph into one and you won't remember what's what. So well done, Luke. Gets the uh, the line honours there. So there were a couple of different races, weren't there? Was it was it an 8K or did it turn up being There was an 8.5K as well. Yep. So I'll go through those ones. So the females there, Veronique Apps uh, was third in 38.51. Stephanie Wilton ran second. She was 38.11. And then first place was Leanne Grant. She ran 36.29. She was fifth yep. overall. So uh, well done to the ladies. And then the males we had, third was Ben McCullen in 32.07. Second was Joaquin Wazarek. Oh, I've done well there, I think, with that name. Yep. 30.53. And then Bill Franklin, 30.34 for the win. That was the 8.5K. And Travis Island there, fourth place. He was just close. Was, oh, no. He was close. Oh, two minutes there, it says. Probably minutes. Probably still furious that his sponsored um twelve twelve K event ended in a 
hold hands and tie sort of thing. And then we've got a 4K. So was this a looped course? Is that how it worked? Was it was it three laps for you no, guys? So the, no, so the it was all we only did one and one main loop. So the 4K was just the – I'm pretty sure it was the first 4K that we, that we did. Um, and then we went under the road and started running around the lake and there was an early turnaround point for the eight and a half and they headed back yep. and then we kept going around and did a bigger out and back to come back. Okay. So you only had to do – it was kind of a, a loop and then an out and back. Okay. So, so the 4K, 4K, the 4K yeah, we've got uh, the female in third place, Mackenzie Schieffer. So 15.53, that looked pretty close between third and fourth there. Ella Cosgrove was 15.55. Oh, and fifth, Bailey in fifth as well, 15.55. So sprint finish for the girls there for the third place. Second, Kristen McAndrew, 14.42. And first, Claire Bazakowski, so 14.08. I think she's one of um, um, Michael Cachola's, um squad up there. So Claire often does the Coomera Park run. So 14.08. She's nearly broken into the top three there. Um, in third place for the male, the, the top three overall, I mean, for, for Claire. Third place for the males, Caelan Ward, 14.07. Uh, Jarrah Seelig, 13.37. And then Lockie McCure, thirteen twenty nine. That's that's quick times, isn't it, for four K? You know, on a New really Year's quick on New Year's Eve. Really if quick. That's a, if that's a genuine four, you know, to, to come in third place there where Caelan Ward's come, you're running well. That's three and a half minute kilometres, isn't it? You know, yeah. roughly fourteen minutes. So that's good times, great times there. Um, and the fireworks went off without without a hitch. They were good, and the food was good, and the music because yeah. it is a really good event, isn't it? The resolution run. It didn't. It all went off without a hitch, and I think everyone had a great night. And the fireworks were impressive. I was sitting, yeah. like I said, I hadn't been to to it before, and thoroughly impressed. So everyone had a everyone had a great night, even though I said the weather wasn't perfect, but didn't stop everyone from coming out and enjoying themselves. And like you said, then so you woke up the next morning and went for a a bit of a trot around the local neighbourhood, wasn't it? We did yesterday job. morning, and it absolutely poured the entire run. It was a great way to start the year. It was probably the coolest run we've had in a while, but it got to the point that the rain was just stinging our faces because it was sideways rain that we're running straight into, and I reckon that was probably the most soaked I've been on a run in quite a while, but good way to start the year. Well, let's chat about this. Are you a fair weather runner? I mean, are you at your best when it's, you know, perfect sunshine, not much rain, not much sort of wind, or do you enjoy it when it's raining? Enjoy it when it's. I enjoy cold when it's raining. Yeah. After ten minutes, at least ten minutes into my run, then I don't care what it does. Yeah. If it's pouring rain before I start, and can't say I'm a huge fan of starting a run in the rain, which it was yesterday morning. But you know, New Year's Day I had to get the year off to a good start and, and go for a run. But no, I quite enjoyed it actually. It's probably one of the more enjoyable runs I've had. I think this morning it didn't rain, and we we're praying for rain because it was quite humid yep. for the whole morning. So no, I am more than happy with rainy runs, just not in the middle of winter. Can you can you think about when you've done like the coldest race, like I'm talking races here, coldest race you've done and hottest race that you've done? I did a, a coldest race. I don't think I've done that many cold races. I'm just thinking the coldest run I've ever done was in Queenstown and I yeah. forgot to wear a buff over my ears and I remember my ears nearly falling off because it was about minus 10. It was absolutely freezing. But other than were, that, I haven't raced too many too many cold you were, races. You were pretty rugged up this year though at Katoomba. Well, yeah, you had the long sleeves. Yeah, on. that was that was chilly, but that one in Queenstown was on a whole other level to that. But I think what about hottest heat? run, hottest race I've done. I did a fifty k. It was the Misty Mountain fifty k, which is in northern oh, yeah. New South Wales. Brilliant race. I, where's that? Where's yeah, that great race? race. Gone? That is unreal. I don't know. Isn't it? So I did the fifty k. Maybe like 2015 or twenty sixteen. I did that one. Um, and that's in December, and it was yeah. it was really warm. I remember the the last probably fifteen or twenty k's of that race. It was it was not pleasant. Um, but yeah, that was a good one that day. I enjoyed that race. I wonder if that race is still because they have two, and I can't remember where the other, the other one is. A couple of months beforehand, but I, I wonder where. They've got. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Is Washpool in the same? Well, yes. Washpool, Misty Mountain. Yes. Yeah, 
I've done I've done wash pool, and at the end of that race, they gave you a banana uh, smoothie as you're yeah, finishing. Same thing. We got a banana smoothie after that after that 50k, <laughs> which was not what I felt like in the middle no. of summer after a, a hard 50k. So I wonder if those races are still around, or whether we just haven't paid attention to them because they're over the border and we haven't been able to get to the races. I'm not too sure. I know I haven't. I've, I feel like I've heard wash pool get talked about recently, but not Misty Mountain for a little while. They're as low key as you possibly can get, aren't they? They're, you, on, when you, when you're driving to the event, you think you've gone the completely wrong direction because there's no cars around. You turn up and it's just like a little sort of trailhead, and then off everyone goes. So yeah, hope, yeah, that'd be a couple of races to get back into. But yeah, that would have been really, really, really hot if you did wash. Quite humid. I remember it being really, really humid that one. But I'm assuming you've been in at least some more cold races than me, Tom, in your younger years, surely. Um. You know what? I can't think of the coldest it would, would be Katoomba this year. That was the fact that we had sleet during part of that race this year was was probably uh, the coldest that I've been. I'll see, I, see, I don't mind it, Kyle. I don't mind the cold at all. Like, colder the better. Like, just brilliant. Because I don't know if it's because I'm a, I'm a pretty torrential sweater when it comes to summer. Like, I really have to apologize to my training friends because um, of how much I sweat. So, whenever sort of April hits, you know, I absolutely love it. So colder the better for me, um, which is why I've, I've pretty much done my 200Ks down south, you know, in the middle of winter. So, yeah, I don't mind. But I'm the same. I love a, a twilight run in the afternoon. That's I'm a big fan of that. Um, run to a headwind and turn around, get the headwind or the tailwind back into you. And I'm a bit the same as you when it comes to rain. Just, yeah, the first two minutes, it's hell. And then after that, it's just absolute heaven. Um, all right, Carl. Let's now. In the last episode, in episode fifty-four, I went. We did a bit of an overview of the year of twenty twenty-one, but I did not go through the park run results. Um, I left it open to see what would happen, and not much has actually happened. So, Carl, I'm going to take you through. Here we go. The top ten park run results for twenty twenty-one. I'm going to go through the females to begin with, and I want particular of note. I want you to listen to how fast the tenth time is in both of these, male female, and also the location of where these happen. So. In 2020, so the year before last, the 10th time was 1908 for females. Last year, 2021, the fastest or the 10th time was 1811. So it's nearly a full minute quicker, 10th place. So 10th, Brioni Shaw down at Kira, 1811. Uh, 9th, 1801, Georgia Grimsey, Paradise Point. 8th place, Caitlin McQuilkin-Bell, Kira, 18 minutes flat. 7th place, Kira, Lachey Wells, 1751. Uh, tied for fifth. Here we go. Regan Ellis, Varsity, 17.43. That's a good one with all the turns. Um, tied for fifth as well. Molly Sewell, Kira, 17.43. Into fourth, Broad Beach. Oh, Make of it what you will. Asterix. <laughs> Siobhan Sefton down at Broad Beach, 17.25. Third place, Kira, Aspen Anderson, 17.18. So who do you think of the top two? Who've dominated uh, Parkrun the last two years? I'm assuming it will be Tennille and Rini. Yes. So second place, Tennille, Varsity, 17-15. And first place, uh, Rini, Broadbeach, 16-24. But she did do 16... Sorry, 16-23, Broadbeach. I think she did 16-24 at Paradise Point, didn't she? Yeah, she yep. did. So either way, asterisk or no asterisk on the Broadbeach one uh, gets it there. So you can see the girls a lot quicker. Wow, incredibly quick in comparison to previous years. Here we go, Kyle. I know you've been hanging I'm out ready. for this one. I'm ready. I've, taunt, this has I've been, taunted. I've been you. waiting all year. There was some talk of a few people going down on Christmas Day uh, to try and knock you out of the ten. So let's see if it's actually happened. A year ago, so at the end of 2020, the tenth fastest park run on the Gold Coast was 1647. I think is what my scribble says there. It could be 1640. 
this year, the year just passed, the 10th fastest time in the Gold Coast Park runs was 15.31. That is phenomenally quick, isn't it? That is amazing to say that that's a minute and nine or a minute and 10 seconds quicker. So Travis Coleman, 10th place, Kira. Ninth place. No, tied for eighth place. Kira, 15.29, Josh Linnett. Kyle Weiss, 15.29, Paradise Point. There you go, so you eighth. made it. I think tied, I'm going to take an eighth there. Tied, tied for eighth. And tied with the Coastal High champion, Josh Linnett. I know. Um, seventh overall, Jackson Cachola, Paradise Point, 15.25. That was the day of the North Club Championships, I think. Sixth, yes. Elaine Dutton, uh, Kira, 15.14 in sixth place. Fifth place, Sam McAuliffe, Kira, 15.07. Fourth place, Kira, Connor Whiteley, 15.02. Third place, Kira, Michael Marantelli, 14.53. Second place, Kira, Jordan McClellan, 14.52. First place, Kieran Tall, Varsity, 14.49. And, of course, we know that there's a, there's a couple of unhanded-in barcodes which would mess it up, but they're the ones that barcodes have actually been handed in. So um, did you hear the, the park run that came up the most then? Have to be Kira. So out of the top 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 of those have been done at Kira across the mile. I think that was which... similar to the last few years that we've done. The last couple of times yeah. we've done this twice, I think, now. And yeah. both times, or maybe three times we've done it. Did we do it the first Yeah, three year? times we've done it. I think yeah. every time at least more than 50% of them were done at Kira. Yeah, a couple of Broad Beach, a few from Paradise Point, and then Varsity thrown in there as well. So, yeah, so so Varsity, Broad Beach, Paradise Point, and then if you really want the fast one, go down to Kira because that's obviously where <laughs> not only is it quick, but you, that's where the quick people go, which, of course, is going to drag you through as well for that. So, yeah, yeah Kyle, um, do you remember what you were? Have you been in the top 10 before? Have you been? No. Nowhere near, I don't think, because I, I don't think I've done that many park runs. I reckon I'm only in the teens as far as number of park runs. So... I think that would be my first time. Whether that's my you last time, I don't know. You didn't but... do a low 16 last year, like in 2020? No, I only so? did. I did. Oh, maybe I did right at the end. Yeah, I'll have like, to go maybe back Maybe Boxing look. Day. Oh, actually, I'm gonna, we're going to have to do a recount, I think. I reckon Boxing Day last year I did, or well, 2020. I reckon yep. I ran low 16s. No, you know, you know what the rules are, Kyle? Results are final when they're done. And if I do them at the start of December, <laughs> then that's it. <laughs> The competition is over at the start of December. Um, all right, so there's park run for the year. That will that'll that'll keep going and get faster and faster. But I was just impressed with the male and female time has shifted a whole minute. And to say you've got to run under fifteen thirty now to get into the top ten for for males is great. You know, park running is in good form and it's in um, great shape here on the Gold Coast. So let's pivot from park run to what I think has been certainly would when you and I are talking about it, has been the biggest event so far in the summer months, the Summer Goats, which has really taken off um, and captured certainly imagination of a few people. Um, so we're now into what we were hoping it was going to be, wasn't it, Kyle? We were hoping it was going to make people run a fast 1.0. And when we sort of talked about this, how we were going to do it, do we do 1.0 at the start and 5.0 at the end, or do we do it 5.0 to begin with? We thought, right, it'd be tough to run a 5.0 in January. And thank goodness we decided on that. But now the the idea of now going out and running a fast 1.0 is just equally as torturous. So <laughs> I don't know if we have done it the right way. But, um, but yeah, Kyle, I'm happy to say standings between you and I haven't moved uh, due to your focus on trail running, which uh, on road running, which is great. So um, 
what do you what do you think is going to happen here, Kyle? While I bring up the um the results table with the one point oh. Because I'm going to talk. You through I it think again. there's going to. I think there's going to be a lot of action because I think people are going to be able to do lots of attempts. I think that's the beauty of having this one last. Yeah, is people could get away with doing an attempt every week of this if they wanted to. So I think we could see a lot of chopping and changing this yeah. month. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to see PBs from people. I still keep track of you know what it takes to get into the top fifty, the top hundred, the top two fifty on the goat loop, and I keep track of that every couple of weeks. And that's been continuously dropping throughout the year. So I'm looking forward yep. to seeing those numbers continue to drop. But yeah, I think there's going to be some fireworks at the top of both the ladies and the male race, which I'm very excited to watch. So let me take you through it now. And the thing that really interests me about this, like, yes, the, the top is interesting. But then when you look down the leaderboard, there's little battles between friends, which is going to be great to see what actually comes out. So after four rounds, let's go through the female here. So Haley Teal now stands well and truly out in front on 37 points. She has had the luxury um, of Brad Ed and a few of uh, his sort of training mates taking her around as a bit of a pacer. So Brad's done an amazing job of taking Haley around and getting her those sort of times. So I think she's now uh, – no, she didn't get the crown for 2.0. So I don't think Haley's ever done a 1.0 really fast. So that's going to be really interesting to see how fast she can actually go on that. Um the 2.0 crown, I think, Kyle, you might be able to tell me if this is right. Is that still owned by Christy? She still had the 2.0? Uh, it is. Got it up right here. She has got it at 47.42. Yeah, yeah. So Haley went out on uh, New Year's Eve, I think must have looked at the previous times and just did, did enough to sort of get under those and get the points. So Haley's in first on 37. Chrissy's in second on 31. Dana Marr, 28 for third. Danielle, 20. So Dana Marr, 29 for third. Danielle, 28 for fourth. So if you just have a look at second, third, and fourth, 31 points, 29 points, 28 points between Chrissy, Dana, and Danielle. That's going to be interesting to see which of those two will end up on the podium. Um, Ingrid still hangs on to fifth, even though she's moved away, so she can't do summer goats anymore. Steph Wilton rocketed up the leaderboard because she actually did really well on 2.0, but did well on 2.0 early in the month and therefore got some bonus points. This one I really like here, Kyle. Mel Haley and Janice tied 13 points each, both in seven, seventh place. So we know that they've often gone out together. So Mel and Janice, it all comes down to this. Um, is it going to be another Kyle and Luke sort of shenanigans at the end? Or are you actually going to go out and race each other and see who can... Um, you might even jump above Steph there, potentially in the sixth. Who knows? Um, so Ricky Pring on 10 points. Rini is still on 10 points for the win that she had on um, 3.0. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether Rini goes out. Just to, She could really mess up, as we said, second, third, and fourth between Chrissy, Dana, and Danielle, maybe. Um, Sophie Russell in 11th. Then we've got Danny Taylor, Beck Eagles, Jen Gale, Jen Spence, and Chrissy Mc. McCrimmon on one point. So 15 girls on the leaderboard there. So it looks like Haley's going to win it, but the real interest for me is around that second, third, and fourth. Um, Kyle, inside word. is Rini, Will, will Rini potentially be out there or not at liberty to say? Oh, it hasn't been discussed would okay. be my answer there. So who knows? I don't okay. know. Yep, We have not chatted about it. So potentially. I'm assuming, yes, she will want to go out, but we will see. Well, Canberra isn't too far away now, is it? Once uh, we talked about this, no, once you get around the not. curve of, of New Year's Eve, Canberra races up pretty quick on you. So that could that'd be interesting. All right, let's go through the male one here. So I'm going to go from bottom to top here. 14th place, Brad Ed, three points. Tied for second, Jack Day and Henry Coombs on four points. Ollie Waddington and Matt Burt on five points. Kyle, 
uh, on six points. Eighth, ninth, tenth, in eleventh. Um, tied then a point above in tied for eighth is myself, Luke, and Reese tied for seven. Oof. So you and Luke can't go out and jog this together because Luke will take the win there. No, I'll um, just kick him on the line and then we'll end up equal. It's good. You, you do need something to take the um, the podcast hosting championship, which that's the name I've given it's it true. at the moment. The name will probably it's change true. if you do if you do beat me. The name will change just to like a I don't know a printed certificate. But at the moment, it's a cash prize for whoever comes higher <laughs> the trophy out of you and I. Uh, Zach Harris has hung on to seventh place on eight points. Jeremy Patch he had a fantastic two point He's leapfrogged a lot of people, gone up to sixth on ten points. So there's a bit of a gap. So Jeremy, Zach, myself, Luke, Reese, you, Ollie, Matt, Jack, Henry, and Brad were all kind of within seven points of each other there. So there could be a lot of movement there up to sixth. Andrew Pierce is a bit on his own there in fifth. Whether he could potentially catch Darcy and Sam. Darcy and Sam are tied for – this is interesting. That's a battle I'm looking forward to. They've been back and forward the last four yeah. months. They're tied, and I've gone through and counted the points on this many times. They're, they're tied now on 24 points. Sam and Darcy, um, which is good because that means one of them is obviously going to win that. I was wondering what we do on a count back, but obviously that's not going to happen now. So Sam, 24 points, Darcy, 24, Andrew Pierce, 21. I don't know if there's enough that can happen to put Piercy up there. Um, I don't know. He'd have he'd have to get bonus points. I think Piercy would have to, but who knows? It could, potentially could happen. And then we come to the top two here. So Tom Brimelow, 44 points, and Jack Gill, 40 points. So the gap is four points. Kyle, so you're a mathematician. Give mm. me a couple of scenarios. What has to happen for Jack to A, tie with Tom, in which case, who, who knows what we're going to do to separate this? Maybe, uh, I don't know, a pyramid? I know Tom um, wants a 5.0. <laughs> Tom wants a 5.0 if it's equal. He's already made that very well known to us. All right. Cross that bridge when we come to it, Tom. So, so Kyle, what has to happen? How do, we, how do we turn four points around here? Yeah, so I think what will happen is Jack needs to go out and take the bonus points before the 15th. So he has to get the bonus points. I think if he doesn't get the bonus points, it could very well be over. He'll then, which will mean if he can win and get the bonus points, he will go to yep. 12 points. And Tom, if Tom came second, he would get nine. So Tom would still win by one. Yep. So what Jack needs is to take the bonus points, beat Tom, and then have at least one person between his time and Tom's time. If that person yep. goes and beats Jack's time, it doesn't help Jack. He has to be between the two. Yep. So Tom needs, if if Tom's going to be behind Jack on the one loop, if he can get really close to Jack, he'll be fine because he needs someone to split the difference. So yes. that's what it gets interesting. If those two times are really close, they need someone to go out and split the difference. If there's only you know 10 or 20 seconds, it would be very tough for, for Tom to lose. So Tom, Jack needs a very fast time and the bonus points. Interesting. And as you said, and if he doesn't get the bonus points, then it almost becomes impossible because there's got to be three or four spots between them. So looking at the runners around them, I can't see how someone's going to jump between those two. So really what we're kind of looking at is an outsider, someone who hasn't done this before, someone who needs a bit of a prod. Um, I don't know, maybe a Daryl Hill or a David Vernon or someone like that. Someone just gets yeah, a little in There's definitely a few names that could <laughs> that could make this very interesting at the end, but we'll, we'll wait and see. The next few weeks could be interesting. So there's, there's going to be some action, isn't there, early in the loop from either Tom or Jack. And then there'll probably be kind of just like a laying down of arms. There'll be two weeks of just watching each other. And then surely that last weekend, something will happen. Um, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be very interesting. Very, very, very it's, interesting. It's going to be because the, the last couple of days of the month, so the Saturday and the Sunday are the 29th and the 30th. 
And then the yep. last day of Summer Goats is a Monday. <clears throat> so it could be a very interesting Monday morning or Monday afternoon on that 31st. But we're finishing with a weekend pretty much. So it's going to be it's good. It's worked out perfectly. Uh, and so unless any of those people are going to be aware at night, that's the only thing that could throw it into up in content. But, I mean, they may, they may stick here. They may stick to Summer Goats because um, – it's 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 turned out really well. And as I said, there's some fascinating little battles there. I'm looking at that one between Mel and Janice. That's going to be interesting. I'm looking at the one between Chrissy, Dana, and Danielle for second and third there. Sam and Darcy, that one, like you said, that's gone back and forth, hasn't it? Neither of those two have had the wood over each other. You know, they've they've one of them's won one of the races and then the other one has. Piercy's in there or thereabouts, uh, a couple of wrong turns from Piercy at certain stages through the year. Um, uh, but, yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Um, one thing that is really interesting with all this, Kyle, and Ben Deneen sent it through to me today with the heat map on Strava. Did you Did you see? Yeah. I put a couple of things that? up. Amazing. So if you have a bit of time to kill, you're still on holidays um, or you're not running much over the, this, the first couple of weeks of this, jump onto Strava. You've got to do it on the desktop or on your laptop for Strava. Um, and then you go, I actually put how you did it. You go over to the left-hand side. Uh, what's it under? It's under dashboard. And then if you're a subscription Strava person, you go down to heat maps and then you can have a lot of fun. Um, and it's really good to then put the heat map over Narang and you can see, you know, if you've done the goat loop a fair bit, it's just absolutely burning a line as it goes around there. But then you can also have a lot of fun with it as well. I then took it to different places that I'd raced, you know, a couple of the ultras that I've done, a couple of its um you know, Glasshouse Mountains and things like that. And then down to Katoomba and a couple of the road marathons and things. And it is the one, if you've done a, a hilly ultra, like when you go and click on it and you can click on 3D and then all of a sudden you see the mountains, you see the big descents that you do. So, yeah, the, it just came to my mind then because we were talking about the goat loop and, you know, Benny sent me his through today and his goat loop is just just on fire. So, um, yeah, the heat map is a lot of fun. So, yeah, Summer Goats, we'll update you in a couple of weeks and a fortnight to see how everything's going with that. As I said, I think there'll be a bit of action early and then a... Well, I think we'll be period. recording. We'll be recording on the second last day of Summer Goats, so that will be very interesting. I'm sure we'll have a lot, a lot to chat about in two episodes' time. Well, I'll tell you what. If I if I'm still not running in a month, I might just go out on the Saturday morning, Sunday morning of that last weekend and just sit there with a microphone and just <laughs> just see what happens because <laughs> something will that happen. would be good. Now that will be good. Um, we're going to go through some predictions, Cole. But you did mention that you have some yeah. of our predictions from this time. Last year, the start of twenty twenty. Yeah, I thought it'd be it'd be interesting to go back and thought and, and just re-listen to think what we'll be talking about at the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. No, end of twenty twenty. Talking about what was going to happen in twenty twenty one. Yes. So I went back and had a listen earlier today, just to to listen what we were chatting about. And you didn't have too many. You were you were pretty light on the predictions for yourself and what you thought was going to happen in twenty twenty one. Oh really? Yours was that you wanted to try and take roughly twenty to twenty five seconds off your five k PB. How did you go with that one? Oh, what are we talking? What sort of PB are we talking here? Adult or or, or youth? We'll go oh, adult. Must be. I, you didn't. You didn't class. Yeah, I'm assuming you're talking about adult. Yeah, must, must be adult. Um, uh, no, I didn't. Oof. I pretty much was exactly the same as what I was the year before. So no, that Oof. was a that's a cross. 20, yeah, see, I've, I've written that down again, Kyle. It's, it's almost the same time. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's what else um, we got. You've got that you, you didn't want to put a specific goal on it, but you said you wanted to have a good day at UTA. Oh, double tick. I think there. you can I think double you tick. can give yourself a big tick for that one. And then right at the That's end, yeah. Non not not to do with you, you said, I think we're gonna get the four thousandth goat loop. 
That was <laughs> so a, we're currently at currently yeah. at six thousand one hundred and twenty. I don't know if that should be a tick or a cross. That's a terrible prediction. It's a cross, isn't it? And definitely missed it by two thousand. It's a soft. Predi- it's a safe prediction, isn't it? It's it's like it's setting a, your, it's like setting your parkrun time three minutes back and saying, "Yeah, now I nailed that. I achieved everything I wanted to." Now that's 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 a cross there. What about you? So I'm one from three there. What did you get? I had. I wanted to run sub five at the UTA 50. Well, that didn't happen because I didn't even run the UTA 50. So we can give yep. that a bit of a cross. cross. I said I wanted to run low to mid 15s for 5K to get my 5K Beautiful. PB. Look at that. So I think I can give that a tick because I've gone yep. in the low to mid 15s. Yep. My goal was to race my first marathon. Now, well, that's a, that's, I don't know. I don't know. We might have to delay that because yeah. the Gold Coast was going to be the first race which got delayed. I did do Sunny Coast with Rini though. So I'm like, well, I've, I've run one, but it wasn't necessarily yep. the first full out race effort. So that might yeah. be a p- postponed to, to next or this year. Yes. I said that I wanted to run some new races because I'd done a lot of the same races multiple times. And then oh, I went right. back and kind of had a thought about what I did this year. And I don't think I did that many, <laughs> that there wasn't that many races to do, to be honest. I think a lot of the races I was going to do got canceled. Um, oh, hang on. Hang on. I, to, be, to, to be fair, you did, you did tambourine relays. You've just done the that resolution. Was new. Resolution run. I did do you've the resolution done, run. That's true. You've done a Sunny bit Coast more tr- Marathon. I hadn't run up there. A bit more track. Oh, no, you did the five and ten the previous year, didn't I you? Done, I'd um, done the ten. I hadn't done the five. That's Well, it's on a track. It's not that exciting. A couple more park so runs. Uh, I reckon maybe I... A, I'll give a, a 50-50 mark on that one. Yeah. If, that. if you're talking about ultras and things like that, then, yeah, you'd probably say no. But you've done some other different shorter road races. Something, so something I, slightly I'd, different. I'd say you've hit that. Yeah, I've hit that. Uh, I wanted to finish Run New Zealand. And I can tick yep. that off. That happened a couple yep. of weeks ago, so I managed to squeeze Excellent. that in. And then the last thing I spoke about was I think we both kind of agreed we wanted to try and build the podcast. And I think we were talking more about races and events. Yep. And then I look back and I'm like, well, we've got Instagram now. We've got Patreon. Yep. We've got all these things. So I think we can give that a tick too. So I think we did, That's I think good, we did mate. okay. I think we That's did okay good. with our predictions. It's very anyway, successful. That was, that was our predictions for this last year just gone. And now we're going to get right. into 2022. That um that five k prediction I made is a bit worrying because I've almost made the exact same prediction again now. <laughs> this could be a regular thing. At the start of every single year, I say, yeah, 20 to 20, 20, 20 25 seconds will be good. Um, all right. So, Kyle, I did say to you before that um, about a week ago that I wanted you to start to think about what could possibly happen in the next year, things that you're excited about, things that you're into. And we were just chatting off air that it is difficult to talk specifically in terms of people because we don't know who's racing and what races. But there are a couple of things that I've written down in terms of people. But then there's mm. kind of events and ideas. So um, I've got one for you here, Kyle. And oh, gee, I don't know whether to start with it or finish with it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to start with it. Okay. This one, I've, I've toed and froed the whole week about the actual time that I give you. Because as you know, when it comes to 5K times, I've made some pretty bold and bizarre and weird um, predictions in the past. And... It's always good to predict a fast time for a friend because that shows that you support, but then you don't want to go too fast that it kind of throws them out there. So I've, I've, I'm going to write down what I actually had. I'm going to read to you what I had written down here. I said, Kyle, sub 15, five kilometres in the next 12 months. Oof. And then I'm start, I, was, I was thinking, what, what is your PB? It's 15, 25. Five. I was thinking 25 seconds. It doesn't sound that much, but it is a long, long way when you're running at – that kind of pace and I was like you know what is that too much is it I genuinely believe like in the next couple of years you're gonna do it like I really do but I'm thinking it, 
is that is that too much of a chunk to take off? You know, to come down from 16 minutes to that, but then to do the, the exact same. But then I think, you know what? You've got all these years behind you. So I don't know whether to go sub-15 or whether to say sub-15-10. <laughs> I really, I don't really on, don't you can't know. sit on the fence. You can't sit on the fence. Put a timeout on an exact well, time. What's your prediction? I genuinely believe that you'll find the race this year and you'll go 1458. That's 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 kind of Oof. what I've had in my head. So okay. what give me your feedback on that. What is that is that a ridiculous statement? Is that something which you no, were thinking well, about? Well, funnily is enough, it... when I when you got us to write you were putting down personal goals or predictions, I had a little bonus question mark one for me, which I had sub 15 5k with a question mark next to it. Yeah, because I've said it for years, like that's a lifelong goal for me. And again, like you said, I want it, I'm gonna do it at some point. I reckon I, I'm I'm gonna put it there. I'm gonna have a crack at it anyway. At some mm. point this year, I'm gonna go for it, whether it happens or not. I just have a feeling coming off the back of if I have a really good training marathon training block for Canberra, coming off the back of that, if I do some specific faster stuff, I might have a crack around the middle of the year. We'll see. But that's right. I, I don't mind it. I think it's it's fifty fifty. There we go. Here's I'm, a question I'm, for that's you. That's a bit confident for me. <laughs> what did you say? Fifteen. 1450. I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm 50-50, but I think think that's even a bit optimistic. Okay, I've got two questions for you here. So if if you're going to, the first time that you go sub-15, is it going to be at a race where you can be 100% sure that it's definitely 5,000 metres or would you be happy to take it at a park run? Like, or is it going to have to be a proper? No, I think I'd have to, it'd have to be a proper 5K. Yeah. It'd either have to be on the track or at another certified race okay I would, I would say here's my bigger question from from a training and coaching point of view for you then can you run could you think you can get sub 15 without training with people who are 14 30 14 25 runners is it a, is it a case where you think you're going to have to take your training group and almost take them to another location and train with 14 40 14 45 runners <laughs> I don't not necessarily. I yeah. like it's obviously nice if you can have those other people, and there is a few of those guys around. But I, I, I've probably never done speed sessions with sub fifteen runners, and I've gotten this yeah. close. So I figure if I keep yeah. heading on the trajectory I'm on, then I don't see why I need to change that. Um, I'm I'm fairly self motivated for it. Like I, I can yeah. get myself up for sessions and push myself pretty hard if I need to, whether I'm by myself or or with people. Um, and like most of my fast, fastest five k's I've done solo or in races solo anyway. So I don't think so. I think I'm pretty, I think it depends on the person. I think there's certain people that would go to, would definitely go to another level. And I very well could be one of those people, but I'm pretty content with the progression I've had the last couple of years. And while that keeps going the way it's going, I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing. But look, if there's any sub 15 runners listening to the podcast that want to come down and smash me in some workouts, come on down. (laughs) Now, can you imagine, picture it in your head, the, the very first time that you do it, you would assume that it's not going to be by a significant margin. You would assume that it's going to be something like a 56, 57, 58, 59. Can, can you imagine that last 100 metres or that last 200 where you'd probably, you might have a sneaky glance at your watch with 300 to go and you'd be thinking, oh, it's going to be close. It's going to be so, it'll almost be a dip at the line, won't it? Shoulders at the line. Um, and then I'll wait to see whether it's official. You probably won't even have time to stop your watch. It'll just be bang, I'll take whatever oh, no. the finish time is. It'll be so close. Um, I've been thinking right, about so, this of going like, what am I going to do if it happens? And it reminds me of what I've always said, that if I ever get a hole-in-one playing golf, like I'm going to go jump in the nearest body of water on the golf course in celebration of getting a hole-in-one. Well, let's I just don't know if I'd have the energy, energy to do anything after trying to run <laughs> sub-15 for 5K. 
Well, if it happens, if there is a body of water close to you, just do the same then because you, you've got to do it at least if once. I'll near, I hope we're not anywhere. Probably like a 10K run from the beach wherever we are. <laughs> or here's a couple of other celebrations for you. A, a Kipchoge, like uh, slamming the chest, you know, like he did when he, when he broke two. Um, or maybe a Mo Farah, just arms out wide, you know, eyes bulging like that. Or a Seb Coe, you know, the famous one from the Olympics. Something... So this will be me, like, last place in the A race of the Queensland 5,000 metre chips. <laughs> just pumping Beating your chest. Beating my chest over the finish line. I like yep. it. All right, so there we go. So, Kyle, I'm saying I've written it down here, 1458, circle around okay. it. I'll come back to that in – I have to put a little sticky note on that – in 12 months' time. Now, um, a couple of UTA predictions here. Uh, have you got mm. any from UTA that you're thinking? Well, the one thing I put is I'm I'm almost certain we should surely get the return of the internationals this year. We haven't really had ah, any internationals okay. at UTA for a few years now. I'm yeah. hoping 2022 we get to see the return of the international elites coming across yep. to UTA. That was my first prediction. I think there's going to be a lot more international elites on the leaderboards this year. Okay. I've gone with two named predictions here. And as I said, it's so hard, isn't it? It's very, very hard to write predictions down. As you said, we don't know the caliber of athlete coming across. Um, we don't know if it's going to be the same sort of races this year or not. Very, very difficult. But here we go, Kyle. Hold me to this in 12 months. I'm not 100% sure what Risha's doing, what Risha Lewis is doing, which event, the 50 or the 100, but I think whichever one she goes in, she will win that. Oof. She was definitely... I, I can't argue with that. She's... Very hard to beat over those long distances. She was a name I'd written down as well for potentially a very good result. So, yeah, again, not sure what she's running, but it's going to be fun to watch. She's got the experience now of having run on that course yeah. this year in the fifty. I think having that behind her, it's she'll be hard to beat. I think. I think she, it would be safe to say if she does, if she does the hundred, the prediction being she'll be the first Australian home. That would be my prediction. Yeah, yeah. and as we said, this this is hard to predict against years apart from last year like last year it was more sort of australian talent with a couple of new zealand people and things like that who were over here before the lockdown so it is we're we're sort of basing these predictions around that once you bring in the internationals then it can be a very very different race uh, depending on who's there now um kyle jack gill the 50k Mm. what do you think do you think if, if like it's jack's getting better and better and better um i don't think we've seen the best of him in a 50k as yet, but obviously his performances in the last couple of months over the shorter distances have been quite extraordinary. Top five? Yeah, definitely. I That's think what I wrote can, down. Yeah, I, I, I put, think you can too. I put top five, and, and it, the reason I guess I didn't go any higher was just not knowing the course. Like when you haven't been there before, like the 50K is, is very technical, as you know, and not knowing when do you really push and when not to. Um I don't know who else is going from our, you know, the people that we sort of run with, but I know Jack's going. And I think from everything that we've seen recently, I think he's definitely potential to be top five. I think he can do a lot better than probably he thinks he can actually do his own ability. So that'll be exciting to see. So I'm excited to see what Jack and what Risha will do. Um, Okay. Assuming they go and assuming that they do those distances. Um, All right, Kyle. That's UTA out of the way. It's a big one. Um, Goat loop. Hit me with some goat loop predictions. Uh, first one, we're yep. going to hit 8,000 loops. Oh, you've underplayed it. I've got 9,000. <laughs> oh, I, I, I did look at it and go, I reckon I've underplayed that. I reckon if I, if we want to go, we can go closest to the pin here. I am going to pick, we're going to get 8,328. 
don't know where. Nine thousand and twenty-seven. So uh, Ooh, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. So what's I, the, I, what's the we we'll have to work out the split of that, and that's the number over or under. Must be about eight. What eight six eight, eight six, seven? Yep, something like that. It's um, interesting. Okay, that's good. I also believe that uh, twenty-four loops will be done by someone. Twenty-three has yep, been done. I had that on my list as well. I think someone will do twenty-four. Uh, based purely from a mathematical point of view, that if you just multiply 6.88 or whatever it is by 24, you need the 24th loop. Um, so I think that will happen as well. Um, do you think, Kyle, there'll be another female under 30 minutes? Yes or no? I'm going to go no. Okay. I'm going to say yes. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I got I got no idea who it is, but I'm saying yes. I think that that will like definitely it. happen. Um I've I've got another one there for you, Tom. As well, I think yeah. that the top ten will be oh, sub yeah. twenty eight. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay, yep, sub twenty. What's it at? At now? least it's currently at I think twenty eight forty. I've got it okay. right in front of me. It is twenty eight forty. Oh, I've got it on this month. Oh, I've got it there. Twenty eight forty four. Tie between the... Kerry Suda and Ryan McCure. So what's the top 10 female time? Let's put that, let's make a prediction there as well. So I'm going to go sub 28 for the males. And then currently yep. the top 10 females, it's at 37.39. I'm going to go, oh, so there's, I'm going to predict that we're going to have 10 sub 36.30. 30. 30. 30. Okay. That's my top um, 10 female prediction. And while you're there then, uh, the first page time. So what's the first page sitting that at, was at, my, at the moment? my next one that I had as well. Currently the first page is 31.36, and yep. I think the front page will be sub 30. Wow. That would be a good moment, wouldn't it? 31.36. Yep. Currently we've got 17. We've got 17 runners of the top 25 sub 30. So we need eight more. Eight. I think we can do that. I think we can get eight more under the 30-minute barrier by the end of the year. Well, one of them's going to happen this month, won't it? Because Tommy's, Tommy's not on we, there. Yeah, Tommy is not on there. So he he could, he could will add himself to that list, so that'll put us at 18. Andrew Pierce is at 30-17. Well, there you so I yeah, have a feeling may... that Pierce could knock himself up a few places as well. So we may get four then. I reckon because, yeah, Pierce, Tommy, maybe Darcy and Sam, depending on... If, if boys, Sam and Darcy, if you keep yours hidden for the whole month and then release it late in the month, you're going to make each other run really, really hard. <laughs> that could push you both under. Um, all right, so that's there's, that's a, few, good there's there. a few names there. I'm just looking at here. So Andrew Pierce is at thirty seventeen. Brad Curring yep. thirty thirty eight. Henry Coombs thirty forty eight. Yep. Ando's at thirty fifty nine. There's some runners in there that I think can definitely, definitely yep. go under thirty. So I think that's a safe prediction. But yep. that's what I'm going with. Do it in the middle of August. That's the date. That's when it needs to be done. July, August, September time. Um, now, Kyle, I've written down here. Um, I don't know if this really will happen, but I'm going to say it. I think a double pyramid's going to happen. Ooh, a double so, pyramid. One, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. You would, I'm not going to. I reckon a double pyramid. You wouldn't have to do another one, would you? No, you can connect the bottom. So two, one, two, and then all the way up and all the way back down. So a double pyramid. Oh. That'll I'll be, be two hundred and two. That no, I don't. That's a bold <laughs> prediction. That's a no, isn't it? That's going to be about 230, 240 kilometers. I will be there to shake their hand when they finish. Whoever decides to run, <laughs> run that far right. in the rain. 
So when we go through these in a year's time, I'm going to put down that a double pyramid will happen. You're saying no to that. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, and I do believe here uh, that a multi-loop event of some description will occur, but I don't think it'll be formal. I think it'll be informal. Um, I, we, we have said that there is there is scope here, isn't there, for something to happen, in a, certainly in a formal sense, because Narang has a lot of opportunities and not many races. Um, but I do think with the, all the action that's happening on the Goat Loop, that some kind of event will actually happen, whether it's something like Goat Mania or the Goat Loop Day or something like that. Um, all right, Kyle, I've got one more prediction for you. And, again, this is a tough one to pick out names. Um, Coastal High, do you think mm. – well, well, tell me, do you think it's going to be a salt train affair again like it was this year? Will they, will they dominate it or are we going to have a, a changing of the guard there? Oh, I think uh, they'll be hard to beat. I think we might have a changing though. Yep. There's my prediction. We, I've written, I've, I've got some names, I've, but I'm interested to hear who your names are. I've written one down, and assuming he's not injured, I think I think Jake Davis will win Coastal High this year if he gets a ticket. And assuming he's not injured, we know he's been suffering with a bit of injury at the back end of this year, so preparation time comes into it. But if he's fit and healthy and trained, I think he had a look at it last year, and I think. He probably left his run a bit late, looking at all the splits and things like that. I think this year he would go a lot faster and a bit more brave, and he would. I think he'll win. What do you think? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think all he's right. ready. I think, like, yeah, it, I, all, think so. all, I, I agree. But well, I mean, it's, you would know how, how strong was he on Kokoda Day out of the four of yeah, you? Yeah, very strong. Strongest of the four of us. And I, so. I've, I've said for a long time. I think with Jake, it's 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 time to beat your heroes. I think with Jake sometimes like he's, he's respects people so much, which is wonderful, but he's so good now and he's so strong that now it's time for him just to take the lead, assuming he's going to be fit and healthy and ready to go. Um, what did you have down names wise? Uh, I've gone with a, well, a slightly wild card probably wouldn't be on most people's radar to win this event. Wouldn't yep. be at the front. I think Tate's going to win it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. I, like I think that. he was thinking he was going to do it this year, but didn't pull up very well after his non-running training for Guzzler. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if he's anywhere near peak fitness or he's got some training under his belt, yep. I think that course suits him to a T. I think he will win it. Ah, okay, I like that. He's had, as we said, he's had a, an amazing year, an incredible year, um, and yep, staying fit and healthy by the looks of it over the summer when you can see him doing yeah. Ostrava. So. Yeah, as, as we always say with these things, it, it depends on who's fit and who's healthy and who's ready to go and things like that. But we're calling well, these he just did. Up, if, if we watched it, out. well, it's interesting. He might have got some tips. So he just rode to Sydney with Josh, who won Coastal High this year. Yeah. So those two now know each other very well. So in what we might get Josh come back and defend his title if he's in the country, yep. and those two might battle each other. So yes. there's my prediction, though. I think take for the male victory. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I'm not. I did have a female one down here, but I've I had three names, yes. and I'm not. I'm not going to pick one of them. So you can, <laughs> if you want to predict a female winner, um, again, there's so, there's so many races in the middle of the year, isn't there? That it, it, it you can you can have a phenomenal lineup of people, but they drop out because they've haven't recovered well from the previous race and things like that. But are you willing to to put a female name down or no? Uh, <laughs> you could say no. I. <laughs> No, I, I did write Risha's name down because I'm pretty sure she is doing it, and I think she would be if she's fit and healthy. I think she'll be hard to beat. Who could you could someone beat her? Oh well, yeah, of course. I think there's probably depends how she goes. Like 
50 k is interesting. I think longer ones you'd take Reacher any day. Yeah, shorter. Oh, it's. I see. This is where I think if we can, yeah, it, we need more data. No, don't I'll, we? I'll leave. Yeah, we know we do. I'm leaving it at that. I'll leave it at that for now. We might do a prediction do contest closer to Coastal Highs. Yeah, see if we've changed our tune. Okay, so we'll we'll come back to the UTA predictions and the Coastal High predictions closer to the tune, closer to the date when we have more data because these are based on very little data. Uh, yes. Which is why if they do come out, as we said, would be pretty fascinating. Um, what about you, Kyle? So so talk me through what are, what are some big goals that you have for this year? Have you got some races, some times? We talked about your 5K time um, or any other predictions that you had written down? Yeah, I that was like the sub-15 5K had a question mark next to it, but that was something I you know, toyed with the idea of that. Um, I want to average over 100Ks a week. I talked about that last year, and I think I ended up at about 90, 98 point something average. So, What's the total? 5,214 5, is the number. Yep. So that's my prediction. I want to average more than 100K a week. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes when the baby comes halfway through the year. That could be an interesting, interesting prediction. It might be a very front-heavy year this year, but we'll see. Uh, not, if, not if the baby is born Saturday, Sunday. If you know that's happening, you can really bulk the front end of that week and then four or five days off and then bulk the back end of the next week. And then you're and in the clear. I go. Yeah, perfect. That's, that's fine from then. It's only those first four days, I'm pretty sure, is the tough bit. So that's, that's what I've heard. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... That's my first one. I've got – I want to run a sub-230 marathon. That's my yes. time, my main goal. I'd love to try and crack 230 for a marathon. Well, yep. try and actually get on the start line of my first marathon race would be yep. lovely, but I'd love to break 230, whether that happens this year or not, but that's kind of my big-time goal for the year. And the other little one I put down was I want to set a new Goat Loop PB. I like that because that's tough. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the hardest one. That's the hardest one of all of them. I think the other the ones last... you'll do because no, you've only got... I reckon, I you, reckon you that's have... the hardest one. I reckon that's probably the easiest one that I've written well, down. No, see, I disagree because I, because it's always there. You, you can always think it's it's always there. I can try it again. Whereas those ones that you've written down, they are specific kind of, you might only get one or two chances through the year to do that. So you kind of have to do all or nothing on those days. So... That'll be odd. That's that's good. They're interesting ones. They're very interesting. What about ones. you? What about you, Tom? I'm, I'm interested. We already know one. What is it? 20, 20 or twenty five seconds off your five k time. What are we going with this year? Twenty to twenty five. Twenty. <laughs> Some, keep the range open. Somewhere in that way. Well, Kyle, I have I had them written down here in my notebook, um, but I don't know. I've I've had a big change of mind. Like I really have. Training-wise, I wrote down here that I wanted to get a lot more cross-training. I wanted to do it swimming and rowing each week because I have really enjoyed that. And I think I've done, in the past few years, I've done some, they're not junk miles, but I've done those broken days where you do, you know, eight in the morning, eight in the afternoon. I was thinking, you know what, maybe I can do a slightly longer one in the morning and then in the evening do a swim. Um, You know, so try and get a bit more aerobic fitness in from not actually running. So to try and, yeah, put a bit of, rowing and swimming and things like that in um i then had two races down that i was really wanted to i had yeah that's kind of seventeen thirty for for park run that kind of time and then i had i wanted to to run under five hours at blackall but i've actually crossed those two out uh, mm. because my I, I don't know the next the next couple of months i've, I've written down literally I, I actually i don't know if you know this but i i actually keep a training diary i don't just have strava like i actually write things in training diaries and at the end of last year, I wrote down in, in the last couple of days, I actually just wrote down the word patience 
mm. like at, at the top of it. And I wrote it down at the start of this year because, you know, this ankle injury that I'm carrying, it's it's not getting any better at the moment. So I've pretty much, I actually made a list of all the races that I wanted to do. I wrote them down here. I think I showed you at one stage. I know, there it is. I wrote them all the way down there. That was the whole year sort of planned out. And I've pretty much folded it up, put it away and not even looking at it. So races at the moment for me are just irrelevant and I've crossed out Blackall and I've crossed out the 5K time because I literally just want to get healthy again. I want to get yep. run healthy again. That's I want I've, uh, that's that's has to be my aim. You know, UTA doesn't happen, Blackall doesn't happen, that 5K doesn't happen unless I can put in five or six days of jogging without being in pain. And at the moment, uh, it hasn't reacted the way I wanted to. So, yeah, Kyle, for me, training is rowing and swimming each week and hopefully that will go mm-hmm. for the whole year. Outside of that, it's literally just get back, just get back into re- get the recovery done, get the rehab done. And if that takes to, I was talking to Ben Deneen about this on Messenger the other day, and he goes, Oh, it's, it's annoying, isn't it? And I said, Look, I'm one of those people. If you told me six months, then bang, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. If, if someone was to say to me, you, you, you won't be doing any running until the middle of June, then I'd go, You know what? That's fine because I can swim, I can row, and things like that. It's really the un, it's not knowing. And that's yeah. why I've put all those races aside. I'm not even thinking about, you know, in the raw or anything like that that's in March that excites me or the tambourine relays or anything because you just go, until you know how long it's going to be, then you just have to put that out of your mind. And that's why, yeah, as I said, if someone tells me this is the date, then mm-hmm. I'm absolutely fine with that. If that's a month, if that's three months, if that's six months, if that's the year, you know, at least you know, and then you can sort of plan around that. So, yeah. Get healthy. It's good. Kyle is, is I like mine. that. I like patience. I think I've, I've spoken to people about this as well. I reckon it's the most, it is the most important attribute of a runner. When, when yeah. I've thought about this and gone, what is, if I was looking at someone that, you know, I'm coaching or working with or for myself personally, like what is the best thing that you can have as a runner? It's patience yeah. by far. Like yeah. if you, if you are that and people are patient with things, they'll get the results and the goals they want. Generally, it's not having the patience is generally what come, causes things to come unraveled in all different areas. Yeah. And if people can get that right and have and actually practice it, people will be amazed at what they can do in the long term when they can yeah. you know, string together years of consistency and be patient enough to do the hard work over a long period of time. They'll get amazing results. And it's something that I've spoken to a lot of people about recently. It was something I kind of wanted to bring up today is, I've spoken to a lot of people in the last probably six or eight weeks and a lot of people have been mentioning just how rubbish they feel at the moment. Like, oh, running's just mm. feeling hard at the moment. And as I've said to them, like, one, it's this time of year, and I've spoken about this a few weeks ago as well. Like, it's just a tough time of year to run. Yeah, This is when you just got to think patience. Like, the fitness is going to come. You just yep. keep doing what you're doing. It's not going to feel easy. And something I often tell people as well is I think people assume sometimes that Every, when it when it's not going well for you, you assume that everyone else is having the time of their life out running yeah. and everything's going perfectly yeah. for everyone. Like that's what yeah. we all think when it's not going great for us. But I've said to people as well, like I reckon I have one run a fortnight at best where everything mm. feels great. Oh, everything's yeah. flowing yeah. nicely. I feel amazing and things. And I think sometimes that everyone else forgets that and assumes that everyone else is just feeling great on all these runs. Mm. But most of the runs we're having, we're feeling rubbish. Like my run this morning felt rubbish like it was hard yep. hot humid got to the end of it and going oh i couldn't even do another 10 minutes if i had to like that was just felt rubbish but i've gone through enough summers in these tough periods to go that's perfect that's another long yeah. run ticked off like i've got the benefit i want out of that i don't need to go any harder like it doesn't need to feel good i'll get mm. the fitness from it so i think that's and it comes back to that patience for me going well that's just the training block i'm in like i've just got to tick it off and and the results will come next year i'm not worried about how that run feels in half an hour's time when i'm finishing the run I care about that run and what fitness I get from that six months from now when I'm on the start line of a race. Yeah. So I think if people can just 
take this period as well because if you're sitting here listening to it going, yeah, I felt rubbish the last six weeks, like everything's feeling really hard, you're not alone. Like everyone's probably feeling almost mm. identical to you. And it's yeah. nice for everyone just to be like, oh, everyone's feeling the same as me. Like we're all feeling a bit rubbish at the moment because it's hot, it's humid, you know, it's so important. Keep your hydration up. Make sure you're fueling for your runs and they feel a bit easier. But mm. and also it's a tough time of year to run. So it's not always going to feel great. It's definitely going to feel rubbish a lot of the time, but you've got to enjoy the process. Yeah. And like I said, once you have that patience and you're not worried about individual runs or weeks, running becomes so much less stressful and you don't yeah. worry about things and you enjoy it so much more. So I think that's a great goal for you to have. It's just, like I said, patience, just that one word yeah. alone. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're dead on there. Cause when you, when you zoom in on anything in life and you focus on the individual moments, it can look like a bit of a disaster. And it's only when you sort of pan out and you zoom right out and you look at the big picture, you go, I got time. I got plenty of time. Yeah. I got, you know, I got months or years to, to either get faster or to, to fix up your hamstring injury or to, you know, if your diet's not great, things like that. Like you have so much time to fix things up. And yeah, sometimes Strava can be a bit of a, a devil on that when you're zooming in and you're looking at, okay, that person had a great run today or they had a great race or whatever. Um, and I think you just have to, that's kind of what I'm thinking now, just pan out, just zoom right out and look back from a big distance and go, you got time. And I think, and I think that's exactly what you said. You got time. I think one of the things, and this is probably both between me and like coaching and physio side of things, is one of the biggest things I see is people who assume that they don't have much time left to hit their potential. I think that's one of the biggest. Things. No one talks about it, but that's what that's what drives a lot of these people to not have patience. Is they assume this is they've got a year or two left. If they don't hit their peak by the end of this year, it's all going to go downhill. Whereas people got to realize, like, you can run really well, well into your 50s, into your 60s. Like, you can continue, especially for ultras and long things. Yeah. If you're, if people are, I've, you know, people are in their 30s or 40s going, oh, this is it. Like, I'm on the downhill now. And you go, no, you're not. You've got decades of running ahead <laughs> of you if you want it. Like, there's no yeah. rush. People don't, people think, oh, well, if you're not in your teens or your 20s, I can't have patience because I'm in a rush. I've got to get these results now because this is it. I'm on borrowed time. Like, I've got a year or two and that's it. But it's just not true. Like, if you put in the time, you know, yeah. you've got so much more time than you think. And once people realize that, it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about hitting things in the next month or two. I've got the next 15 years of time to build things. And yeah. once people realize that properly, it's a big weight off your shoulders. And it, it might not have happened to you, but for anyone else who uh, who's ever been passed late in an ultra or in a marathon by someone who's 20 years older than you, that actually tells you, you do have a lot of time. It's happened to me many times <laughs> where someone goes past you to think, no disrespect to people in their early 60s here, but I was thinking that guy must be 65. Like there's no, like, how's he going past me? So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely where we're at for for those kind of things. Um, so, Kyle, outside of goals and things like that, uh, yeah. there's a few other things we wanted to chat about. Oh, yeah, the Triple Crown is coming up. So we talked yes. a bit about the, um, the resolution run. And it's funny, years ago, uh, Triple Crowns obviously exist in other sports. Uh, there's one in Rugby Union, I think, when for the European Nations and things like that, when they play the Six Nations, there's a Triple Crown. Um, there's also the Grand Slam and all those kind of things. But I remember once I did um, Coastal High with uh, Scotty Page. And Scotty Page had just done um, UTA, he'd done Kokoda, and then he did Coastal High. And when we were about three or four kilometres from the finish, he came to a grinding halt and he had his hands on his poles. And I said to him, mate, you've just you've just done the Triple Crown. So I, I used to joke to Scotty about, you know, imagine if there was a Triple Crown on the Gold Coast. You know, what that what would that be or what would the races be around the country? And uh, Steve Jackson... This is so much fun. This is exciting. I love things like this. He's actually created a triple crown here purely on the Gold Coast, which I think is such a, an awesome idea. Um, and I'm hoping this is going to grow and grow 
um, year after year. So, Kyle, here's some details. So the first event in the Triple Crown is the In the Raw, which is, of course, at Numanbar, which is in March. Um, I don't think the course is going to be what it was last year, which is a disappointment for me because I love that course. That, that long yeah, I liked it as well. It was a great course. And the long downhill times two. Um, so that's the first race. Um, the second one is going to be the new race, which is calling the Border Bolt. That's going to be in August, and then Coastal High will be in September. So the three of those make up the Triple Crown. Um, there'll be a short course and a long course for each of those. And this I really love, the scoring system. He's doing the old cross-country scoring system. Lowest score wins. You have to race in all three events, obviously. You can't just race one and then be done. So, for example, if you come first, you get one point. Second gets two points. Third gets three points. So if you win all three races, you get one point, one point, one point for a total of three. Um, a cumulative score wins across. And I, I'm not too sure if, whether it's just an overall triple crown or whether it's going to be age group triple crowns. But um, what do you make on this, Kyle? This idea of grouping races together and making like a mini, it's almost like a golden trail like uh, kind yeah. of idea. I like it because at the end of the day, there's not like as far as locally here on the Gold Coast, they are kind of the three, well, even with the new one, which will be, I'm assuming, similar to the old up the buff course. Um, it's kind of the three big races we've got on the coast. So it's perfect now that they've all come together and Steve's got the ability to put these together and yep. turn it into a bit of a series. Same thing, like I just think back to kind of what the Summer Goats kind of thing was. It was yeah. a similar type of thing where you've got to do all of the events. Um, and yeah, I like it a brilliant idea i think the majority of people probably would have done those three events anyway so now they can mm. kind of turn it into one big event which is perfect um now he had what he what steve termed as the golden tickets i think was that was when you it was like early bird tickets so a category where you got special discounts and you got special prizes and things like that for entering early but we know the golden ticket scheme exists around the world particularly for western states do you see the potentially in the future an idea in queensland australia where if you win a race that gives you automatic entry to to some of the bigger ones, is that somewhere where you think we could go in this country? You know, we'd have to agree, first of all, what the big race is that obviously, because they're all independently owned, but yeah, you know, I think that's the, that's, that'd be the tricky part. I think the idea is perfect. It's just trying to get everyone on board at the same yeah. time, but it, it could happen. Like it's happened in a lot of other countries and things. They've got all these other series, but uh, it would take a lot of organising from the people at the top. And like you said, it's hard when all the races are owned by different companies and different people to, to get everyone together. But I don't see why not. Like it's the same yeah. thing as now a lot more races are signing up to potentially give away Western States golden tickets. That's venturing outside yeah. of the US for the first time. And, you know, that, that concept, which is brilliant because it gets people to other races as well. Like not only does it benefit the race that the, the people are getting tickets to, but all of these little events that can give away free entries into other races, it benefits yeah. them as well. So it's it's a good idea. Yeah, and as I said, you'd you'd have to agree what the 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 main you know the grand final event is or the marquee event and work around that. But it it, it it's wonderful to see the excitement that people get when they race in the states or they race in Europe and they get that golden ticket, and it means that they're going to go to Western states. You know, it's it's the be all and end all, and people often travel around their local area just trying to just fight, trying to find the race to get the actual ticket. Um, so yeah, so there's a triple crown, a wonderful idea for 2022. It'll be good to see how that develops. So, Kyle, January, we've got a couple of events coming up. Um, not too much happening in – actually, no, Hare and Hounds is next week. Hare and Hounds yeah. is next week. Um, then we've got the Tambourine Relays, which uh, North did last year. I'm not too – we've got a couple of teams going this year. Beerwire at night, um, which starts sort of 4 o'clock on a Saturday, I think. Um, that obviously is the reversal of the Beerwire at daybreak. And then the one I wanted to suggest to you, Kyle, was uh, the Brisbane Roadrunners are doing their No Watch run. This is a wonderful yeah. concept where you predict the time that you're going to run and then closest to the prediction wins. Now, you've said in the past, haven't you, you just 
you just go as hard as you can. Would that still be your tactic? I think so. I feel like I'd, I would be able to predict the time much closer if I was trying to go hard than than going easy. But I love the concept. It's brilliant. We've talked about this as well, I think, when we spoke about it last year of, of doing a similar type of thing on the goat loop and, you know, hide your watch. Yeah. You can carry it with you, but don't look at it. Keep it in a, pa- in a pocket or in a backpack and do the loop, upload your run afterwards and then put your predicted time next to your actual time. And I like it. It's a good concept. <laughs> well, I mean, one way, one way that you could slightly change it was that you'd, you'd predict for someone else. You know, if you and I went out and did the goat loop, I'd say to you, okay, I want you to run 37 which would be tough, wouldn't it? It'd be really hard. And, you know, obviously you don't want to predict the person going faster than their PB, but, you 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 know, you try and make a bit of a, a time. Like you said, it's harder sometimes to go a bit slower than it is to go flat out. So, Kyle, there we go. That's, I guess that's 2022, a little prediction. Some of those um, might be some ridiculous statements that come back to haunters, um, whether they're about people or whether they're about times or whether they're about events or goat loop or things like that. I'm pretty confident with my 9,000 goat loops. I did actually have down. I had 10,000 at one stage, and I thought that's – I'd love it. optimistic. So, we have to put on so a few few goat loop events for that to happen. But hey, it wouldn't – it's possible if, if we decide that we want to do that. We, I reckon we could make it happen. Yep, it's building. Um, <laughs> and as we said, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fascinating to see whether these predictions come true or whether they don't. I'm really excited about the 1458 for you, Kyle, and I'm excited about your prediction about Tate Herps um, for Coastal High. I'd love that. And, of course, the double, double pyramid. If no one's done it, I might go out and do it late in the year and therefore prove my <laughs> prediction to be correct. <laughs> I will be there to see you do it. That's, that's good. <laughs> so what have, uh, what have you got on? Give us a little brief overview for the next two weeks. You said Canberra's coming up in a couple of months. Um, yeah, Canberra's so, in April. So, how do you, so it's, yeah. what do you build now? It's kind of just built. It's going to start to build towards that now because that's I think around 14, 15 weeks away. So as far as marathon blocks, we're kind of not too far away from getting back into the full swing of building back into peak marathon training. So it's just going to be ticking the weeks off the next few weeks and getting some consistency in and yep. getting the year off to the good start. But, yeah, that's as far as my kind of next few weeks, it'll just be training and back into work and starting the year off as well as possible. What about you? Yeah. Um, so, well, actually, one thing I do want, I, I, I'm still searching for the glide in the swimming pool at the moment. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk swimming too much, but it, it hasn't. Those who've done <laughs> swimming in the past, you know when you feel the glide happen, then you know you're starting to swim, and it, it hasn't quite come back yet. So We'll update um, everyone on Tom's glide. Status. The glide. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah, strokes per, <laughs> strokes per length, things like that. Um, but, yeah, I'll be... <laughs> Continuing to do some uh, rehab, going back to see the physio early this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, strengthening ex- exercises. Um, I've, the thing with this, I've never done an ankle injury like this, so I don't. I'm a bit lost at the moment. To, to be 100 clear with you, like I'm a bit lost as to, you know, how much to use it, how much not to use it, how much pain is okay, and things like that. So it's it is a massive learning curve, and like I said, you've got to you've got to take positives from everything. So yeah, patience, mate. I'll um. I'll keep watching That's a lot it. of – well, actually, Jack Gill and I talked just before we go. We talked about um, January is Goggins month because when we've done um, we've done UTA training in the past, we've said January is when you start watching David Goggins films. And for those who've watched the David Goggins stuff, it's basically where he yells and screams at you. Um, so I shall keep watching my David Goggins um, videos <laughs> and hope that it will get me back soon. But, yeah, but there we go, Kyle. There we go. We'll, we'll come back in a couple of weeks with episode 56, but uh, in the meantime, we've got Patreon things happening coaching ones, a couple more interviews coming up and things like that. Yeah, so it's plenty, plenty. Came up. The other thing I was going to mention as well is a little just to do with the podcast is Spotify now does ratings on podcasts. Oh, awesome. And I've worked this out the other week 
and I gave us five stars just because you know I love the <laughs> podcast. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's voted on it because it's currently still at five stars. So I, th- I thought I'd mention it. If okay. if people think we're worth five stars, give us five stars. And if you think we're worth one and we're rubbish, you've probably tuned out right now. So that's why I thought I'd leave this right at the end for our diehard listeners that actually listen right to Good the tip. end. Good tip. Good so tip. Go. Um, Put it at the right spot. I, I know Apple do. Um, uh, ratings as well, and I think someone's given us a rating on there. But that'd be nice. That'd be really nice if you if you're still listening at the end of this, an hour and seventeen or whatever it is, um, and you've got through all our predictions, you can yeah give us a bit of a rating. But as always, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Thanks to the Patreons who are supporting us as well and getting some extra content. And yeah, Kyle, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time uh, with some yeah. more swimming gliding updates. Look forward to seeing it. <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll talk to you Take, soon. Take care. See you. Soon. See you.